thanks for reminding me. Very good morning and happy Sabbath to everyone. Uh, I think my name is a little difficult to pronounce, I understand. Uh, all my life in primary school, my teachers mispronounced it. Uh, they had different versions of it from Chun Rong to Chuan Rong and all kinds. Uh, but the correct pronunciation is Chuan Rong. Yeah? <laughs> Chuan Rong is the correct pronunciation. Uh, not to worry if you cannot pronounce, uh, I give you the easy option, which is what I use in my NS days and my uni days which is uh, Kion, K-I-O-N, Kion. So Pastor Kion would be acceptable for me too. Uh, if it's too difficult, don't worry, uh, Kion is acceptable and I take that. Uh, SDEC is a place that I remember growing up when I was young. Uh. For those who have been here very long, uh, at least 20 years, I was here in SDEC in 2000 to 2002 after the SAUC church uh, moved here and we had, were here together for about three years. I, Remember all the good old faces uh, from those days, uh, and uh, we were here. But uh, for those of you who may not know me, uh, since I was a very young boy back at that time, uh, my father is Lam Kyung, if you remember, and then maybe that will spark your memory. Uh, and this young small boy that you may have seen long ago at around 10 years old, and now uh, much older. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, I did preach here just two years ago, uh, in 2019, if you remember, about two and a half years ago. And so this is my second time preaching right here, and I like to thank Pastor James for the opportunity to invite me back to this pulpit this morning. I'd like to ask you maybe for a start, how many of you watched the movie uh, uh, Joseph, King of Dreams? A show of hands, how many of you have watched the movie Joseph, King of Dreams? A few hands, ah, okay. All right, so as we were going uh, into our topic today, this title, You Know Better I Than I, comes from the famous song in that movie, eh, which we will take a look at the end. But before we begin, maybe let's just have a word of prayer together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We can enter the, where you will share with us your word. So Lord, we ask that your, my meditation of my heart may be acceptable in your sight, and may you speak through me, and may you share your word that encourages us and give us your bread of life for today and this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I first met my girlfriend back then in the college in 2017. And all good things uh, came along the way and she graduated one year earlier than me. And as we were... Um, as we were going to depart, as she was graduating, we knew and didn't know how long we would be apart. And at that time, we, uh, as she went back to Sabah, where she came from, and I was here in, uh, back there in Thailand, I remember that day still very freshly, uh, the day in the morning when the van came, we hug goodbye, and... As I found out later, as she was traveling from our school to Bangkok, a two-hour van drive, she was in tears crying because she didn't know when we would see each other again. We didn't know what would happen, what did the future hold. And as we were apart, I think this kind of uh, picture kind of encapsulates well. Uh, not quite working for me at the moment. And as there was this separation physically, we didn't know how long it was together and how long that it would take to be together in the same country. Uh, if you look at this, this is actually a very beautiful picture. Uh, my fiancé gave this to me uh, in our first year anniversary. 
I shows the hardship and the distance between where she lived in Sabah and me in Singapore. Huh? But back then, we, as we desired to be in the same country, uh, she applied to work here right, in Singapore, in Sanyu. And as we prayed about it and prayed for the months that came, we applied, there was no response. And soon enough, she started to work where she was in Sabah. And as she applied to be here in 2018, together, uh, ultimately, when it came to, I think, November, December, the principal called her and told her that, well, as much as we are interested in you, there is no openings at the moment. And they said, but don't worry, we will keep your resume for future reference. And so that gave us hope. But it also led us to realize that, you know, sometimes not everything that we pray, God will answer immediately. He may not answer the way we hope, right, maybe that year. But this gives us, as we renew in prayer, we realize it was a good opportunity to, for us to keep praying and praying and that God will lead us, whether it will be the next year, the following year, or many more years to come. We trusted and continued to pray that God will lead and guide us. And in his desire, I told him, Lord, you know, if you have called me to be here as a pastor, I also need your answer for me. Right? I need a supportive partner to be with me together in ministry. And so I ask that you provide the answer for me in your good time. And so we prayed together another year ahead. And as we continue to pray uh, the next year, uh, thankfully, this year uh, there was openings and then we went through <coughs> the interview, she flew in here and then uh, we prayed, continued to pray because we didn't know whether they would approve the past and it, as we continued to pray throughout the months, it really helped us because I think sometimes you know, uh, it, we are told that when we are in relationships, we need to pray four times more. I think all these circumstances allow us to pray more, not only about where we will be together, but our relationship itself. And the different challenges sometimes along the way help us to pray some more. And eventually, uh, uh, in December in 2018, she arrived here and we were together. So you can see, uh, she gave me this uh, just a month after she arrived. A beautiful uh, picture of our heart shape of the love that caught her to come all the distance for me. And of course, of God's love for us that he allowed this to happen Sometimes there are different struggles that we face in life and we wonder and that, God, are you there with me? God, why do you allow this to happen? And while it goes, we look back at it, it seems so simple, right? But when you are going through it, you don't know sometimes whether it will be one year, two years, three years, five years, or even longer. And that is the same case with uh, the character today we'll be looking together in Joseph. Joseph was the eldest son of Rachel, uh, of Jacob, the we know famously, he was someone that was different from all his brothers. He listened carefully to his father's instructions. He loved to obey God. That was different from the other people. He had possessed certain character in him. He was gentle, he was filial, he was truthful. All this was manifest in his life daily. And although his mother had died early on when his brother was born, he was loved his father and Joseph, his father, loved him too. But unfortunately, this love resulted in a preferential treatment. And his father, Jacob, gave him a coat of many colours, or some, they say, a coat of long sleeves. But regardless, it was something that differentiated him to make him look special among the others. And the other brothers felt jealous. They felt like, oh dear, is he going to pass on the leadership of the whole family to him? What's going to happen to the rest of us? And so what happened is that the brothers started to fuel the jealousy, the hatred, 
And when Joseph sometimes found them, because they were not the best people, there were times that they went against God, there were times that they didn't do things quite right, he shared with his father. And as he shared with his father, the brothers, they, the father came to talk to them. But they were ashamed that their wickedness was now known. They appeared to be repentant, but they concealed their true feelings and they were even more bitter, even angrier with Joseph with what had happened. This became an evidence of another uh, difficulty in Joseph's life because of the partiality, the favoritism shown to him. And here he continued in the next one, we have known the famous dream of the sheaves. When one day Joseph had this dream and he told them that all his brothers, the sheaves, would bow down to him, they were indeed upset. They said, do you think you're going to reign over us? you think you're going to have dominion over us? They were angry. And he had another dream. Right, with the sun, moon and stars, where he dreamed that they would all also bow down and worship him. Which the father thought, huh, are you thinking, are you crazy? Do you think we will ever bow down to you? But he knew in his heart that God had something special planned for him. And because they didn't know that uh, of the feelings that the brothers hid, when the brothers travel from place to place for sheep, uh, for pasture for their sheep, and they had gone for many long months and the father worried for them. And so he sent Joseph, not knowing the true feelings they had towards him. And because they had kind of carefully concealed it, Joseph, he too didn't know it. And with a joyful heart, he longed to bring food, supplies, he longed to be with them to make sure that they were doing well. And as he went there on his journey, he arrived there at Shechem. He went on his long journey, excited to meet them. And he travelled there to Shechem. And that was not a short journey. Can you imagine? I don't think I can walk that far. And travelling there is about 50 miles or about 80 kilometres. Imagine you travel for days and days, 80 kilometres, uh, something that I don't know how long it will take. Perhaps in our not-so-fit condition today, it will be hard to reach. But imagine, he walked there all 80 kilometres. And when he went there, they were not to be found. He inquired, where had they gone? And they went to Doton. And so he had to continue a little further, another 24 kilometers, 15 miles, 24 kilometers, on his journey some more. Long journey, tired, weary, but he longed to relieve the anxiety of his father. He longed to be with his brothers to bring them joy. He longed to bring to see them. And despite their unkindness to him, he still loved them. He longed to bring them the supplies, he longed to bring them ease for their long journey where away from home. But when the brothers saw him from far away, they thought differently. The long, they didn't think of the long journey, the hundred kilometers he had walked to be with them. They didn't think of how weary, how hungry he could have been. They didn't think about his brotherly love that he came all the way to meet them. None of this softened the bitterness of their hatred. When they saw his coat of many colours, rage built up within them, jealousy built up within them. They said, behold, this dreamer comes. He's coming. And they said, let us kill him. Let us kill him. And they cast, and then they said, let us cast him in the pit. Maybe some will destroy him. And as he came, he was met with a shock because they just came, took him, took his coat, and then Reuben remonstrated with them, oh, please don't kill him. He is our flesh and blood. And he longed to save him, threw him in the pit. Here, he came on, not expecting what would happen to him. He 
was seized. He was taunted. He relieved, received a deadly threat. And, but there, even though they threw him in, they were not satisfied. Their hate, their anger towards him was not satisfied. They didn't feel satisfied. After they had put him there, they're like, ah, doesn't feel as good as we would have thought. You know, I thought after doing this to him, we'll feel better with all how they felt. But they didn't. And so as the caravan of traders passed by, they thought, ah, now let's just get rid of him, put him as a slave, and let it go. But Joseph realized, oh dear, he saw to be so as a slave was a fate worse than death. Right? Death was perhaps just a moment of suffering. But slave could be in a lifetime of suffering with no rights, with things unimaginable beyond what he could have thought of. And he went to his brothers one by one, please, please save me. He went to the next brother, please save me, please. I wouldn't tell the father, please. And one of them, some of them felt moved. Some of them thought, perhaps we should save him. But they felt, we have gone too far. We can't save him now. If not, we'll be in trouble. And so they hardened their heart and they sold him away to the slave traders, the Ishmaelites. That day, Joseph, from being the beloved, darling child of his father, esteemed with all the privileges, looking forward perhaps, in the safe, loving arms of his family, in a moment, lost everything. He, that day, didn't know of his future. He wept bitterly at the thought of his father's loneliness, his father's suffering. And he himself, he thought, what had happened? From one whom had everything, he was the tenderly cherished son of his father, now became a hopeless slave and helpless, alone, friendless. What would be his future in a strange land? And for a time, he was weeping in grief and terror. Can I imagine, perhaps some of us may have gone through a difficult situation too. A situation where we wonder, Lord, how could this be? How could this thing happen to me? How could I have lost this person? Why do you let me go through this situation? And Joseph too felt this sense of grief, of a loss of one day, being the favoured one to one day losing it all. As he wept and as he travelled in his journey to Egypt, in his providence, interestingly, he says that this experience was to be a blessing to him. And I thought to myself, how could this be a blessing, right? If you look at it logically speaking, right? How could becoming a slave become, be a blessing? How could our trials, how could a thing that we have to suffer for, how could these things become a blessing? Interestingly, because he had been sheltered, favoured by his father, it also developed some attributes in him that made him feel that he was perhaps the favoured one. It developed in him certain things that he could tell, look down to his brothers, tell them, hey, this is what you need to do, right? And some of these faults that were encouraged in him had the opportunity now to be corrected. If he had stayed in his home, he would continue to be the favoured one with all the blessings. Perhaps his character would continue in that direction, right? The one who was chosen, the one who would lord over the rest of them, the one that perhaps would still continue in these ways, huh? there to speak his dreams openly without any shame, full of pride, perhaps. There were some things in him that God found in midst of the difficult situation that could be a blessing to him. 
as he went through his journey, he prayed, he talked to God, and he believed that the God of his fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, would be the same God that would be with him. And he prayed that he would be with him in this land where he was a foreigner and exile. He, that day, made a choice that he would serve the Lord with an undivided heart. And he would meet the trials of all that was to be him with earnestness, with being true to God. And no matter what, he decided that day was the turning point in his life. That day, he no longer had the privileges and comforts of life. But that day, he changed from one child, from a child who was overprotected, overcared and petted, to one that was thoughtful, courageous and self-possessed. He was now one that became a man, one in purpose, one that knew that God was with him, no longer one that acted on his own, just as he was. And so this journey, he went to Egypt, uh, we can see he must have passed by Canaan, where he saw the tents perhaps in the distance. It was not an easy trip for him, and all the way he went to Egypt. Reaching Egypt, we know the story, he was sold to Potiphar, and even though he was sold to Potiphar, the captain of the guard, it was no easy time there, because Egypt was the height of prosperity. They were the world superpower. Everything there, you have made them feel that this was the best way to do things because they were prosperous. They were doing well, right? In the world, sometimes we see, right? How can being doing things another way that doesn't lead us to prosperity, riches, fame be the best way? Sometimes we might think, right? It seems a bit counter-cultural in that sense. But Joseph was there, and despite all the challenges with him, the idols, the different way of doing things, worshipping, these were all there, right? The wealth and everything there was there to tempt him away from being true to God. If he perhaps sometimes gave in easily, perhaps he would have easily took an easier position in life. They would have looked upon him more favourably if he had culturally assimilated himself worshipping the gods. But he chose to take a stance of being faithful, the same choice that he had made when he was there on the way to Egypt. And here, he could have done so, but he chose to be faithful. God was with him. I think that was important. God was with him, and he was a prosperous man. Even though he was forgotten, perhaps by his brothers, whom he had grown up all his life, who had been forgotten, perhaps, by his father in the sense that he was not there with him to remember him. He would have an ache in his heart, but he there was not forgotten by God. And that was the most important thing. Right? As my, as in spite of all who had forgotten him, God remembered him, and he was with him, and he prospered. And Potiphar grew confidence in him and then gave him in charge of the household. And God was glorified. I think that's the important thing. Right? He chose to be faithful, and God was glorified by his faithfulness. It was his purpose in purity and righteousness. He chose that was a great contrast to the rest of them because he did not choose to walk their way and chose to be faithful and pure. There, there was a great contrast and they could see that God was with him. They could see the faithfulness that shone out in his life. And there, there was something that he learned along the way. And as far as things go, things could just continue right, peacefully. But Satan had other plans. He brought in Potiphar's wife there to tempt him, to seduce him, to get him, because he was a handsome, young, charming man, right? He wanted, she wanted him for himself. And she knew that if he rejected, death 
was normally the answer. What could one point, one moment of giving up, just letting it go, everything would just have been fine. Could he have two choices? Right? On one hand, were consumment, favor, and rewards. Right? If he just kept quiet, let it be, he could be promoted all the way up, further and further. On the other hand, disgrace, imprisonment, and perhaps death. His whole life there, upon the decision of that one moment. What would he do? Would he remain true? Angels look forward to what he would decide. And we know the story. He said, how can I do this sin against God, this wickedness against God? How can I do this sin and wickedness against God? And so he would not betray his conscience. And although he would normally have been put to death because of his purity, his uprightness in character, his faithfulness, his master knew that he was not lying. He was true. But he could not disgrace his wife and so threw Joseph into prison. And Joseph was in prison. You know, he was already a slave for 10 long years. Imagine, where was the light at the end of the tunnel? When he was faithful to God, God had blessed him. But why did God now allow him to be in prison? So he suffered for his integrity and Satan tried to cause him to give up. And, but God, because of his faithfulness, his life was preserved and it was believed. But in spite, in the prison itself, I mean, if I was in prison, I'd probably just give up and just ah, wait until I die, right, perhaps. But Joseph did not. He did not look to his own suffering, his own affliction. He looked to others. Who could he bring some joy and light to? Who could he lift their burdens on? And in looking at others trying to elevate their burdens, his own burden was elevated. Here, his faithful years of service was cruelly repaid. He did not try to look at his own things that had done wrong and uh, give in to depression or give in to his own things that would have said, ah, I give up. Right? But here, he looked upon the different things that God was have to help him learn. He witnessed oppression, the tyranny in prison, and these were lessons of justice, sympathy, and mercy which he learned along the way, and compassion. So here, he shared every part that there was people, they shared their problems with him. And he listened to them. He helped them. He went forth and tried to help people wherever they were in need. He was there for them. You know, I like this statement that says, every ray of light that we shed upon others is reflected upon ourselves. You know, we sometimes, right, feel that, might feel, right, giving becomes draining, right? But in every part of giving, it is reflected to ourselves when we, I don't know if any of you have tried, when we go on mission trips, we think we are blessing others, but we are more blessed. When we give to those who are in need, we ourselves receive more. When we are a listening ear to someone else, sometimes when I do that, my own problems become lighter, right? In spite of their person's problems. And so every kind and sympathizing word spoken to them, to the sorrowful, to every act to relieve the oppressed, every gift to the needy, if prompted by the right motive, results in blessings to the giver. There are things that we can do, right, today, right? Kind words, sympathizing words, some acts to help others, some gifts to others. Everything that we do reflects back to ourselves. Here, he had the chance to share with the butler and baker, you know the story, and he had hope that 
after that the butler will remember him. But the butler did not remember him. Eh? That is our scripture text today. And there is something that if we look at, we may ask ourselves, wow, he had been there in prison for another year and no, no, who knows how long he will remain there. Right? Even though the butler did not remember him, he still stayed in prison. His family couldn't be with him, perhaps didn't really remember him knowing where he was. It seems that the world, Potiphar also, who was taking care of him, did not remember him. But once again, God remembered him. Right? God was with him. And when he was with him, the hope that he had to get actually slowly died out. He just let it be and continued to be faithful. And the trials were this bitterest thing of gratitude and wondering, Lord, I have been faithful, right? What is your answer? Joseph could have lashed out at God and said, I've been faithful to you. Why do you let this happen to me? He could have lost hope and said, ah, I give up, God. I've tried all my life. All my life I've been trying to be faithful. But this is what you repay me. He could have done that, right? Sometimes we may be feeling like that. But Joseph here continued to be faithful. He was a slave for 10 years, another year of prison, and don't know how many more years more to go. But there was him. He continued to be faithful. How about us? Do we? We may have different challenges amidst this pandemic, right? Some of us may face pay cuts. Some of us may face a loss of job. Some of us may face different challenges on several regards to work or perhaps with studies and so on. Some of us may have experienced COVID cases, perhaps in our families, loved ones, or even ourselves. Some of us may have wondered, ah, Lord, it's so difficult, right? We are unable to be together with family, especially if they are overseas, right? even especially in terms of when they pass away. It's all so difficult. Right. The pandemic may have taken an emotional toll on our health, right? Every day, sometimes being at home, or perhaps with conflicts that arise within the family, or perhaps sometimes we may feel a sense of social isolation, not being able to shake each other's hands each week, hug each other. All this may take a toll, right? I also heard that, for example, here, right, Pastor James preached for 57 Sabbaths in a row, and also Kelly here also led out for two of them for so long, right? I can't imagine doing that, right? Even preaching three, four, seven in a row, I'm already gone. And so I cannot imagine sometimes the amount of work, overwork we may go through, the amount of stress we may go through, the amount of things we go through, or perhaps we may have different challenging family relationships that may result as a result of the pandemic. And we ask the question, Lord, why do you allow me to go through this? Lord, couldn't there be another way? Lord, I've been faithful to you all these years. Is this how faithfulness results? And that is often could be a question. But today, I think, when we look in the life of Joseph, we may say, Lord, even though I don't understand why, you know better than I. The first time I watched this movie, Joseph, King of Dreams, I was with my friend uh, in AIU. It was my last year. And uh, my friend, he wanted to get together with a girl. But the mother didn't want them to come together. And so, they compounded with that, there were other people who spread false rumors of his character. And then when she heard it, she was like, no, no, no way, right? I would like. And so, he continued to pray and pray. And the months passed, it was up and down. Sometimes we 
perhaps there might be a glimmer of hope. At other times, it seems like there was no hope. But as he continued to pray, one day he was impressed and he decided to write a letter to the mother. And as he wrote that letter that day, uh, he got a friend to translate it uh, and then to send to the mother. And he prayed about it and waited for the answer. And as we watched that movie together, I said, wow, this song, this story really reminds us of you, isn't it? And he said, yes, you know, this truly is my experience. Right? I don't know what is going to happen to me, whether God will show away or not. But regardless of the things and troubles that I'm going through, I know that God, you know better than I. And that is kind of how the experience is with all of us, right? At times, we are going through, right? It may be long years, right? Joseph was in prison for another two years, a total of 13 years. Sometimes we don't see the end. It never seems to end. And we wonder, when is it going to end? Is it going to end well? But this is an opportunity, right? Every trial, things that are going through, is an opportunity for our character. It's an opportunity for faithfulness. When Joseph, in his early years, built up his character, he communed with God, he talked with God, it gave him the opportunity to build up his character. He was faithful in everything, from the small things to the biggest thing. He continued in his service to God. And here, it reminds us that the fear of the Lord is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Joseph chose to seek God's will above all. And his character was developed more and more, bit by bit, becoming more like Jesus. He made a choice that day as he was traveling, right? He could have chosen to give up, right? How could it be, right? One fine day, everything was going well, next day becoming a slave. In a moment, in a day, his life was changed forever. Sometimes we may have things happening in our life, right? Suddenly, we may have perhaps a death of a loved one, perhaps a loved one who has cancer. Some things that may happen in our life that throws and turns our world upside down, a loss of job, or perhaps any other thing that turns our world upside down. It is very difficult. It is not easy. But we do have a choice to make. Do we choose to tell God, God, after I've done all these things for you, this is what you do to me? Or do we tell God, God, I really don't understand why, but I know that you know better than I. And that choice, that faithfulness in which we choose, that causes the chance for us to form. And it is something that is a work of a lifetime in development of character, but God continues to give us opportunities. And the success depends upon our use of these opportunities. So this is the choice that we are called to make. But today, as we are thinking, perhaps contemplating our choice, amidst good times, it's easier to make the choice to prepare ourselves. But in bad times, God is also calling us to make the same choice. The same choice we make every day in faithfulness is the choice that we make in times when everything, seem, the world seems crashing down. And perhaps if you haven't watched this uh, movie, I encourage you, you can watch this afternoon or this week. I'd just like you to listen to this song, look through uh, the tune of the song You Know Better Than I, the song that shows that even though perhaps things are not what we expect, even though Joseph may have hoped that it was a nice smooth progression from slave to all the way up, he went to prison. Even though he might have the hope that he would be remembered for faithfully interpreting the dream, he was forgotten. But in spite of all this, 
even though he was sold, as I say, by his brothers, he made that choice that day, that God was with him, and he claimed that promise and chose to be faithful amidst all trials, even to death. Let us look at this song today as we reflect our life sometimes may be difficult, uh, and it is, I believe. But we know that when we entrust our hands in the lives of our Lord, He knows better than us. Let us reflect upon the song. When I have given up the truth Will you teach me? 
indeed, God knows better than us, right? Amidst all the things in life. You know, the life of Joseph illustrates the life of Christ, right? Because Joseph came, right? Jesus came to the earth. He was not received by his own people. Joseph came. He was also not received by his brothers. He went through life where his integrity was fiercely assaulted. He was tried to bring him down. And he suffered innocently because of being upright. He was cast into prison. He was sold to his enemies. He was sold by his brothers. And Jesus likewise was sold by his disciples too right? and led to death. He became one of the bitter enemies of his disciples. He was not guilty of any wrong but was sentenced to be crucified. He was hated because he was faithful and he reproved and people felt angry because they felt angry with someone who was right that showed them they were wrong. Joseph's brothers casted lots for his coat. Jesus' enemies casted lots for his cloak. In the end of days, this may not sound the best, but sometimes, you know, when we say you know better than I, I hope we don't have to go through it, but maybe like Joseph, we may possibly face the threat of prison someday. We may face the threat of death. But all these things are there to remind us first, not that these things are to fear, give us fearfulness, but in spite of not knowing the future, we can say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I accept whatever happens to me, because I know you are with me, because I know you remember me just as I remember you, even though everyone else forgets me. I know that you remember me, and I know that you are with me, and I know that you know better than I. Joseph brought his faithfulness wherever he went. In the Potiphar's house, it was a blessing to his master, learn different things along the way. In the prison life, he brought the brightness of character there to give people hope in prison. He was, became useful to others where he elevated others' burden. And in elevating them, he also found a blessing in himself. Today, as we may be going through difficult circumstances, I think God is calling each of us amidst the different challenges we may face or the good times we may be facing. Will we accept his call? to be faithful, where we accept his call, that we say, Lord, I know these things I cannot understand. I don't understand why sickness, death, suffering, or things that you allow to happen to me. But Lord, you know better than I. If this is our desire, just ask us that maybe we can stand up together in prayer as we close with prayer together. Maybe you invite us to stand as we pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your reminder through the life of Joseph. And even we just ask that as we commit to be faithful to you each day, it may not be easy, but we know that you know better than us. So it's our desire as we choose to be faithful each day. Help us, dear Lord. May you remember us in our good and bad times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May the grace, the favour of our Father, the grace of our Son, Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.